Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are there any foods you really just don't think people should be eating for their gut health? Yeah. Well, you mentioned gluten. What's up, you guys? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. This is actually my first time in studio in probably six or seven weeks, so it feels very good to be back in the Austin AF studio. And I just want to say... Happy New Year. And it might be a little late. You might be listening to this like maybe mid to end of January, but Happy New Year. I read a meme that said you can't say Happy New Year after January 7th, but fuck it. Hi guys. Happy New Year. And hopefully you guys are having a great 2022 so far. And I just want to say if you guys have not stuck to your in quotes, New Year's resolutions, it is okay. You don't need to stick to those New Year's resolutions that you set for yourself in December when you were like, I'm going to be a badass bitch and work out every day at 6 a.m. and eat broccoli in for breakfast and kale for lunch. No, you probably set these unrealistic standards for yourself that by January 20th, which maybe you're listening to on today, it's just not in the cards anymore because they weren't realistic for your lifestyle. I really believe in very small changes, small changes to get to that big goal. And I read something the other day also, the word resolutions should be changed to intentions. And I fully agree with this because if your intentions are there to better yourself, that's all you that you guys need. Again, it's all about those small changes. And I know we talked a lot about this on the David Meltzer episode a couple uh, weeks back, but at the same time, like if you want to re-listen to that, it's great. But don't be too hard on yourself. There was a lot of like things said, like set your goals, do this, schedule it in, which yes, I still believe, but don't be too hard on yourself. And, you know, if you have given up on your resolutions right now, you're not alone. I think, you know, there's like a stat out there that probably over half of you have given up on them. And that's because again, they weren't practical for your lifestyle. So I want to talk to you guys about seven realistic ways to improve your 2022 and how I kind of look at my overall health. I never really like to say to myself, I work out five times a week. I wake up at 6.30 every day. Sometimes those like huge goals of that, or if someone asks me how many days a week do you work out, I'm like, well, every freaking week is different. So these are things you can actually do almost every single day to make sure you're still being realistic with your life. And they're, you know, just changes that you can actually implement for every single day. It doesn't need to be freaking January 1st, 2023. <laughs> like some people are like, oh, well, shit, I gave up on my goals three weeks into January. Let's wait till 2023. No, here we go for seven realistic health tips. Okay. Number one, I'm actually starting with like the least realistic. I'm really sorry. But I truly believe in working out in the morning. And I get the question a lot. It's like, when is the best time to work out? When do you work out? My honest answer is always going to be work out when you have time because I understand it's not achievable for everyone to work out in the morning. And some people start their jobs at 4.30 in the morning. It's like, come on, you're not gonna wake up at 3.30 and get the freaking workout in. But 
If you guys can, if you start your nine to five, um, either between 7 a.m. or 9 a.m., I think you should work out in the morning. I personally think working out in the morning sets the tone for the entire day. You only need 30 minutes, whether that's waking up a little bit earlier or setting your alarm and putting out your gym clothes and your shoes the night before, whatever gets to motivate you. But you'll be so much more productive and feel accomplished going throughout the day. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I wait until like 5 p.m. to work out, I'm like, shit, I didn't work out today. It's over. I'm tired. I get exhausted these days by 4 p.m. dead ass. So I'm like, well, not working out today. Guess it's going to be saved to tomorrow. And I keep putting it off. And the more you put off your workout for the day, the more you're going to overthink it. And the more you're just going to dread it and not want to do it. So my first realistic tip is working out in the morning. Again, it can be a walk. It can be 15 minutes. It can be 30 minutes. Doesn't have to be anything too crazy, but try your best to just be setting your alarm a little bit earlier. Number two, get a water bottle. I think having a reusable water bottle is the best way to stay hydrated. And you guys need a lot of water throughout your day. I'm looking around my desk right now. I'm like, shoot, where's my water? But you guys need to be staying hydrated. It affects everything. Your gut health, which we'll talk a lot about more in this uh, episode with Tina Anderson, who's the founder of Just Thrive. Uh, you guys will love this episode with her. And that's why I'm doing this like intro about health and stuff because she is going to talk a lot about gut health with us, which relates to everything. So get a reusable water bottle, preferably one, in my opinion, that has one of those sucky straws. I just find it fun uh, to suck out of a water bottle. Anyways, number three, what I like to do is have two vegetables every single meal or try my best to have two veggies every single meal. Uh, with that rule of thumb, it makes it easier. It's like, okay, I'm going to have cauliflower and spinach. And then, you know, for lunch, you can have, you know, your mixed greens and then maybe a sweet potato with your salad or something like that. So try a rule of thumb for two vegetables every single meal. Of course, there are those times where you're going to get Chick-fil-A for dinner and you're not going to have a freaking vegetable. Well, I guess kind of like French fries are technically a vegetable, but you know what I mean? Number four, make a to-do list every single morning. We actually touched on this in the David Meltzer episode, but I want to retouch on it. I think making a schedule in a journal and writing it down, not on your phone, but writing it down with your hand, uh, pen and paper, super 1990 of you, write it down because I think it sets the tone for the entire day. You can look back at your schedule and be like, okay, I want to stay on track with these. You know, I have 15 minutes to spare. Maybe those 15 minutes you write down like self-care time and you're going to meditate. Write out every single 30 minutes to an hour, seriously. So like this morning, I was like, 7.30 to 8 was my workout. And then in between like 8, 8.15, I had like an extra 15 minutes, you know, because I uh, I don't take that long to get ready in the morning. And so in between those, I was like, okay, I'm going to go get Starbucks. Like literally that's how much I schedule my day. And it's helped my mentality so much. Like taking that extra 10 minutes in the morning to schedule and write out your entire day, like every single 30 minutes, what you're going to be doing, it keeps you on track and it keeps you focused. That way you're productive and efficient the entire day. Number five, this one, I absolutely love. If you know me, you know that I don't stop moving ever. Seriously. Well, first off, I don't have a nine to five, but seriously, I don't stop moving. I try to walk everywhere. I try to like always move my body no matter when I can, even when I'm cooking. I recently posted on my Instagram story and I was like, here are some moves you guys can do at your work desk. And I, I'm a huge believer in every little thing adding up. And I think that's why, you know, first off, I can it not work out some weeks and still feel like I'm 
doing something and I'm staying active and staying fit because I'm taking those five minutes to walk up the stairs instead of take the elevator or I'm walking to get coffee instead of driving or I'm doing some arm sculpting workouts on my desk. If you guys are literally on a conference call and you're paused or something, and so you're like not out of breath while you're talking, if you're paused or something, Keep some weights or some ankle weights by your desk and just start doing some arm toning moves, okay? I promise you every little thing adds up and it's a really easy, realistic way to implement some movement into your life, even if you don't have time for a workout. Number six, I, I want to say like everyone, I'm like my favorite one, the biggest one. I personally think this is one of the biggest ones for me. Less sugar. I don't know about you guys, but sugar Fs up my stomach so much. And I feel like sugar is the one thing that um, is extremely addictive. Uh, I'm obviously very addicted to like pasta and bread and stuff. And at the same time, like sugar is just a different beast. And I truly believe sugar is probably one of the worst things that you could put into your body. I love sugar in my coffee, um, but like I try to do a lot of like natural sugar a lot of the times, like honey or anything like dates or anything. So if you guys can limit your sugar intake, I promise you guys, uh, you'll be feeling so much more energetic. Your stomach will be a lot calmer and just try your best to eat less sugar. And number seven, which I personally think is realistic to my lifestyle because I love to do it so much is sleep. I'm a type of girl, if I don't get my eight hours of sleep, I am a nightmare. So you know what I've actually heard is going to bed at the exact same time every night or trying to. Obviously on weekends, that doesn't matter. But Every single night during the week, try to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. Your body's on a set schedule and a set routine. So if you go to bed at like 10 every night, try to wake up at like, you know, 6.30 every single morning. Try to stay on that routine so your body gets really used to it and has a better sleeping habit. Hopefully those seven realistic tips help you um, and you want to implement them in some sort of way rather than like going super hard on yourself or setting some unrealistic goals as well because I know this time can be really hard. January and February months can be really hard. So that's why it is especially important important to make sure you're taking care of your mental health and your gut health as well. And that is why I have the founder, Tina Anderson from Just Thrive coming on to Austin F today. And I'm so excited because Just Thrive actually is now an Austin F partner. And I think it's so important to talk about gut health because people don't realize that your gut health is related to everything, including your immune system as well. And especially these days with everything going on, you need to make sure that you have a very strong immune system. So Tina's going to talk a little bit about it. But if you guys want to check out the best probiotic on the market, uh, because they have a different sort of strain, which I'm actually going to read to you in a second, just because um, I want you guys to know this before Tina comes on as well. But you guys can check out justthrivehealth.com. And we actually have a discount code for 15% off, just Austin AF if you guys type it in. And the reason why Just Thrive is actually superior to other probiotics on the market, because I know there's a lot of probiotics that you guys can look for. But here is why especially is important. The proprietary strains are designed by nature to put an armor-like shell when conditions get rough. They withstand extreme temperatures and can even be sprinkled into any food or drink. Because sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, the it, Tina will explain this later, but the probiotic actually loses a lot of the effect when you have it in your stomach. And that's why the Just Thrive ones are so much different. They developed um, a different kind of formula. And again, Tina will explain this better later when she comes on. But um, it's extensively 
study probiotic that's perfect and safe for the whole entire family, which is really important as well. And you guys might think that a probiotic is mainly just for constipation, gas, bloating, which yes, it definitely does help with, but it helps with so much more. It can help with beautiful skin. It can help with better sleep and easier weight management as well. So make sure to check out justthrivehealth.com. And again, the code is Austinia for 15% off. And I'm so freaking honored to have the founder herself come on and explain better in depth as well. She's extremely educational about this topic too. So you guys are wanted to stay tuned for Tina Anderson right now. All right, you guys, I am here with the founder of Just Thrive, Tina Anderson. First off, thank you so much for being on Austin AF today. And we're so excited to have you here. Oh, well, thank you, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so I first off just wanted to touch base with you on how you feel about New Year's resolutions. I know you're very involved with your health and we're going to talk about a lot about gut health later on in this as well. But what is your take on New Year's resolutions? Because right now I feel like half the people who made a New Year's resolution are like completely given up on it. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions or do you think they're a load of BS? Um, you know, I think that it's a, New Year's is a great time to kind of reevaluate your goals. And I don't generally use the term resolution. I just try to reevaluate my goals and set my path to where I'm going. I look at like a three year path and then where I want to be in three years, then break that down and work backwards and go to like where I want to be in the next year. And so I kind of reevaluate my three year plan every year at the start of the year. And then I kind of make a plan. I am actually really into particularly, it's funny that you asked me this now. I'm really into um, being very, very clear on where I'm going this next year and, and beyond and um, trying to really break it down into micro levels of what I'm doing every day and having more clarity in my day-to-day role. So I do think that um, having goals and the new year is a great opportunity to do that, but I don't necessarily do resolutions. I never have really been a big resolution person. Me either. I actually read something the other day that instead of resolutions, you can switch it to intentions, which has like really helped me personally, like continue. Cause right now, you know, we're past that, you know, new year's resolutions to make them in quotation because that's what like the fitness industry calls it. Um, so setting those intentions. And I love that you said that you kind of found your foundation because I feel like that's really something that, that no one really talks about as much as they should, especially with someone starting a company. It's like, it takes a long time to figure out that foundation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, that is the biggest key is just understanding the foundation, where you want to go, who you want to be in three years or four years or whatever that date is and and where you're going and then reevaluate them on a yearly basis. And so from there, I really want to just talk to you about how you started your company. Like, let's go back a little bit. You were first in like a very corporate job, right? Yeah. Well, actually, even further back, I, I went to law school. I'm an attorney and I was doing litigation for wow. many years. It, yeah. It was a lot of work, a lot of crazy hours um, and not super fulfilling at all. And then I started having children and I, I was like, this is crazy. I want to be home with my kids more than I am right now. And so I was able to go take my law degree and, and go into a family pharmaceutical business where um, it was great because I had a lot better work-life balance. I was able to be around with my kids a lot more, but I was also able to, you know, use my law degree and be in business. I've always loved business anyway. So it was really more logical than litigation was anyway for me. And so I was in the pharmaceutical world with my husband, along with my husband, and um, we thought it was great. We're thinking, oh my gosh, we're delivering life-saving medications to people. We're changing people's lives on a daily basis. This is great. 
But after being in the pharmaceutical industry for a while, we started to really notice a lot of the abuses in the industry. We started seeing the overprescribing of medications. Um, we started seeing that with our own family members. You know, we'd see one family member that was on one pharmaceutical that led to, you know, she had the joint pain, then the, the pharmaceutical caused stomach issues, issues. Then she was on stomach, something for her stomach. And then she started having oh my other, you know, other issues. Yeah. So it was like, you'd see these, you know, all of these issues that would come up. And, and then we had one particular instance where the pharmaceutical rep was in our office. We had won this huge bid for one of the largest hospital systems in the country. And the pharmaceutical rep came into our business. We were a wholesaler and said, you know what my job now is? My job is to go to every doctor and um, it, have them lower the number that they prescribe this. This was a cholesterol medicine, for example. So literally the pharmaceutical rep was telling the doctors to actually prescribe a drug when maybe it wasn't needed. And, you know, we saw it in the industry working in it, but then we saw it, um, you know, with family members ourselves. So we were, we we're really deep thinkers. We read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale, Wayne Dyer, and um, we weren't doing our life's work. And so we decided to go into something that was more in line with who we were um, as individuals and as parents. And we were very naturally minded anyway. And so, and that's kind of how it all started. From there, we were able to license these incredible strains from London University. And that's where Just Thrive was wow. born. Wow. I feel like it's really hard. Um, it, it's really hard to be in a very uncontrollable situation and really frustrating um, because it's something when you work for something that's so much greater than you almost, you know what I mean? You can't really control it or like really help it as much it, when you're working for that company still. I feel like you know, your situation with the big pharmaceutical companies um, does actually relate to other people in corporate America where they can't necessarily control what they want to do because they're so controlled by companies or they, you know, can't really change a big picture. How did you exactly know when you wanted to create your own business because you're too frustrated with what you were seeing? You know, really what it was was the books that I was reading. You know, Wayne Dyer would talk about a lot of you know, doing your life's work and really, and I was not doing my life's work. You know, I knew I was, I love helping people. I love making people have helping people live their best lives, whether it's from a mental perspective. I I'm always that person that everyone comes to when there's an issue that they're going through. And I, I feel like I'm pretty good. I, I've evolved myself a lot through the years by reading a lot of these books and, and, being taught by so many of these incredible minds. And, and so be, and then I, I loved the natural space. I loved, I, I always like with my kids, I wouldn't give them, you know, ibuprofen or Advil the minute they got a fever. A fever is your body's no, natural you're still way my mom. to. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's a compliment. My mom literally would never give me Advil or anything growing up. She'd be like, Oh, you have a headache drink some water. And nowadays yep. it's like any other parent you see, it's like, oh, here's three Advil. And I'm like, wow, you just can take Advil like that? Like my mom is just like you. Seriously. Uh, yeah. I, oh my God. That's a huge compliment. So thank you. But and I would laugh because I think my kids were like, oh my God, my mom's kind of weird. And then they, now as yeah. now that they're adults, they're like, oh wow. You know, they, they do the exact same thing and, and it's so awesome. But yeah, I just, I was always into the natural space anyway. And I, and now I'm not as much as I am now. Now I'm really into it. Now I'm so immersed, right. immersed in it. But um, that's, it's really what it was, was just a lot of the books really made me realize I wanted to do my life's work. Did you fully quit your uh, pharmaceutical job to start Just Thrive or did you start Just Thrive while you were still at that job? 
Yeah, it's a family pharmaceutical business. So I left my role in the company. Um, and I, Got so I left it. my role in the company, but I, and just to focus on just thrive. And it was, it was, I did, my husband and I both, um, started the business together and it's been, oh my God, it's been so amazing. It's amazing. I always want to tell people this, like, do your life's work because it is the most gratifying yeah. thing that you ever could do. I mean, to know that we're changing lives and impacting lives, especially during the last two years, it's, it's so profound. It's so gratifying to have a role where you feel like you're helping others. And, you know, same with me in like the fitness industry or something. And so um, finding that purpose in life is so, so important. And so now I kind of want to touch on Just Thrive and how exactly you're helping others. And if you guys don't know, Just Thrive has the most, like the best probiotics, prebiotics, gut health supplements, everything like that. And especially if some, I know a lot of our listeners are also like gluten-free and stuff. Don't you guys have like a supplement that helps um, just in case, like if something you didn't know something had gluten in it, um, you guys mm -hmm. can take that as well and it'll help ease your stomach. So like these are supplements and, you know, helpful probiotics that will actually really help you in everyday life. And I want you to touch on this more, Tina, obviously, because you're the professional here, but how exactly mm -hmm. like gut health literally relates to every single thing you do, not just your gut. Yeah, I think that, thank you for your kind words, by the way, about our products. I agree. We're very science-based. We're very research-based. <laughs> um, it's super important to us. It was really important to us when we came into this industry that we elevated the standards. I knew supplements were really important for people, but sometimes people are like, oh, there's snake oil. Oh, they don't do this. So we decided to take a very scientific approach. And so we are backed, our products are backed by double-blind human clinical trials, which is unheard of in the supplement space. You don't hear about that wow. very often at all. All. So, um, and you're right, we are a, primarily a gut health supplement company. We are so uber focused on gut health. And I think it's just really important to kind of explain just the importance of gut health. Like you mentioned, there's really no disease that you could think of that's not associated with an imbalance of your gut bacteria. So in our gut, wow. we have good bacteria and we have bad bacteria. So good beneficial bacteria, pathogenic bacteria. And we really need a balance of that. We don't want the, the pathogenic bacteria to overgrow and take over the good bacteria because that leads to all kinds of dysbiosis or imbalance in the gut. And we know it's hard to find, like I said, any condition that's not associated with gut health. Most people will associate gut health issues with like, um, di you know, digestive issues, of course, like gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, all of those things right. are in fact a sign of an imbalance in your gut. But people don't associate skin health with, you know, if you have skin rashes, if you have acne, if you have other types of issues with your skin, those are all directly related to an imbalance in your gut bacteria. Um, people, anxiety and depression, that's a huge one. Pe mental disorders, mood disorders, wow. those are all associated with a gut-brain connection. Um, your gut bacteria is dictating the health of your gut. I mean, of the health of your brain and your mood, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, diabetes. I mean, all of these conditions are all associated with how healthy or unhealthy your gut bacteria is and how the balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria in your gut. So I always like to start with that because I don't think, you know, people are like, well, I take a multivitamin or, you know, I take totally. this, you know, I take vitamin B12 or I take this and, and those are all great things. But foundationally, where you start is with your gut. And I, I cannot state that enough because 
um, it is dictating every aspect of our overall health. So if you have gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you for sure have a gut dysbiosis, which could now be causing all kinds of other issues. Um, autoimmune issues are caused by gut imbalance. Um, you know, we've got, I mean, like I said, it's hard to find any conditions not the associated list goes with on. it. Here's what's so hard about this is that we live in this world that is so offensive to our gut bacteria. We live in this very antimicrobial world, an antibacterial world. I mean, just from antibacterial hand sanitizers is a perfect example. I mean, those hand sanitizers are killing the bacteria on our skin and on our body and therefore disrupting our gut microbiome. You know, we've wow. got household clean. Yes. I mean, I, I don't ever use a hand sanitizer. I just would, I mean, I use soap and water. I do, but I, I don't ever, I, you know. I just don't because I great tip, by the way. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, our immune system is found in our gut. 90% of our immune system is found in our gut. So the most important thing we could be doing to support our immune system right now, I mean, sure, we should be taking vitamin C, vitamin D, all these important things that everyone's telling us to do, but we need to be taking care of our gut because it's our gut bacteria that signals to our immune cells um, when to like fire off and take off. So I always laugh because like the antibacterial so or antibacterial soaps, antibacterial hand sanitizers are literally actually compromising our immune system because they are are telling our immune system, you know, they're like they're compromising our gut bacteria and our gut bacteria. Um, is dictating the health of our immune system and how our immune system functions. That's so interesting. I've truly never heard that before. Like, I really have never heard that. That's a very interesting... Well, yeah, well before COVID happened, I would talk about this all the time. Our microbiologists would talk about it all the time. Like antibacterial hand soaps, um, household products are so offensive to our um, gut health. Um, You know, another big offender is our antibiotics. You know, antibiotics save lives. And I, I certainly understand that we need to take antibiotics when they're saving lives but they're incredibly offensive to our gut health. I have so many things to say and ask you, and I feel like I'm going to be too TMI, but while we're on that antibiotics, like the one thing when I take antibiotics, it it like gets, I get a yeast infection right away. And the one thing that they say is take a prebiotic or, um, you know, to help that as well. I feel like even your gut health relates so much to your vaginal health as well. I know that's a little TMI totally. out there for some of our, our listeners, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely, you, you hit it. You're spot on because your vaginal microbiome is dictated by the health of your gut microbiome. So that microbiome just meaning the totality of the organisms that are living on and in us. So you, you are absolutely right. And when you're taking an antibiotic, it causes you to have a yeast overgrowth and then the yeast overgrowth will cause you to eat more sugar, which nobody wants to do that. And then it also causes some vaginal dysbiosis going on also. And that's that's exactly what happens. And so antibiotics are incredibly offensive to our gut health, incredibly. And, and it's wow. not just antibiotics that we take, antibiotics that are in our food supply. That's why eating clean is such an important tip when you're trying to support your gut health. And um, glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, like so that's sprayed all over our produce, very offensive to our gut health. So um, I, I always tell people, you know, yes, if you're on, if you have to be on an antibiotic, and, and sometimes people do have to be on an antibiotic, and I, I certainly understand that, but always think about it a little bit, you know, make sure that you really do need to be on it. And then um, when you're on the antibiotic, um, our probiotic strains, actually, we've studied to show that they um, remain alive in the presence of an antibiotic. Most probiotics and prebiotics would be destroyed by the presence of an antibiotic. We actually have a study that shows that our strains are complete, remain completely stable in the presence of an antibiotic. 
You guys, that's a huge deal. If you guys don't know, but that's a really, really big deal because I've, I have never taken um, a probiotic that actually can stay okay while taking an antibiotic. I'm like, that's a, a huge yep. deal for just Thrive, seriously. So obviously to take care of your gut health, you have to eat healthy. You have to, you know, take care of yourself. But what in specific um, should we also be taking as a supplement to help our gut health? So I would recommend taking a spore-based probiotic. Spore-based probiotics are a completely different category of probiotics on the market. We were disruptors in the market when we came to market. Nobody had a spore-based probiotic. Um, the majority of probiotics on the market are not spore-based. So 99% of them are not spore-based. They were based on what we used to know before the National Institutes of Health launched the Human Microbiome Project that told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. These spore-based probiotics are based on our new understanding of the gut and how the gut functions. So spore-based probiotics, the biggest differentiator between them and the majority of probiotics on the market, the conventional probiotics, is their ability to survive the gastric system. So when you're swallowing probiotics, a lot of times people will get a probiotic from the refrigerator. They'll go to the refrigerator, they'll get it. It needs to be refrigerated because it's a live microorganism. The problem is a probiotic does not need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive when it gets into your intestines. Most of those probiotics, are, they're so sensitive, they can't even withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. How in the world would they ever survive your body temperature, which is 98.6, much less the stomach? The stomach is very acidic. And how would it ever get to, it needs to get past the stomach into the intestines. The biggest thing with spore-based probiotics is they have the ability to get through to the intestines 100% alive. So conventional probiotics 99% of them are arriving dead when they get to the intestines, where spore-based probiotics are dormant the whole journey until they get to the intestines. And that's when they take this endospore shell off. And that's when they go into their live vegetative cell state. And then they go to work. They stay there for about 21 to 28 days working and making a true change in the gut. So it's a very, very effective uh, approach to gut health and why it's been so life-changing for so many of our customers. Tina, you are very educational right now. I'm learning yeah. so much. I'm being dead serious. I feel like oh, sometimes I just scroll on TikTok and I'm like, damn, I should really learn something. Yeah. You're really, really <laughs> teaching me a lot right now. I want to know, you. what is the main difference? I'm sorry this is, if this is a stupid question, but what's the main difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic? I've always wanted to know. Oh, no, that is an excellent question. And I think so many people, and, I, and you're not the only one that has that question. So think of a probiotic as the gardener in the gut. So the, our probiotics are getting into that garden. They're getting rid of the weeds in the garden. So they're getting rid of the pathogenic bacteria. They're going in and helping those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on, but need to come back to life. So they're helping the good plants or the good bacteria come back to life and just constantly kind of cleaning up the garden. The prebiotic is that fertilizer in the garden. So it's the food that's feeding the bacteria. The problem with many prebiotics on the market is they're going to feed the good plants or the good bacteria but they're also going to feed the weeds in the garden. So you don't want that. Got it. We have, we didn't actually launch a prebiotic for a long time, but we had launched our probiotic. You would think we would have launched a prebiotic, but we could not find prebiotic fibers that actually only targeted the beneficial bacteria. So our prebiotic is called the precision prebiotic because it only is targeting the beneficial bacteria in the gut. A lot of times people will take a prebiotic and actually make it worse because they're feeding the bad bacteria in the gut. So um, ours are not. Ours are actually um, feeding 
both the good or only the good bacteria and not the bad bacteria. So the probiotics, the gardener, getting rid of the good bacteria, it's helping change the microbiome, change in a favorable shift in the microbiome. And the prebiotic is feeding that and like reinforcing everything the probiotic is doing. Gotcha. You just explained that so well. Um, Do you take the probiotic first and then the prebiotic? Yeah, we recommend everyone always start on the probiotic. I mean, it's so foundational okay. to your health and people see such dramatic results. I mean, even when you're not, like I used to think I was regular, talk about TMI, and then it was like I started taking our prebiotic or probiotic and I'm like, now I understand what regular I means. I couldn't you know? agree more. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. I have you know? pooping problems. I have like really bad pooping problems, especially when I'm traveling so much or, or like when I'm drinking for like two days over the weekend. I if And then when I am so regular with my probiotics, it is just... I don't have any stomach issues. It's truly, I, I see a difference so clearly when I'm yes. on schedule with my probiotics. It's amazing. And then people start seeing like um, better immune health, better, you know, skin, their skin start lo- starts looking better, um, sleeping better, you know, less sugar cravings. People yes. tell us too, like they have less sugar cravings because of that yeast you talked about, you know, when you have an overgrowth of yeast, it causes you to crave sugar. And so I've had so many customers say, wait, am I supposed to lose some weight? Or am I supposed to? And I'm like, well, no, it's not a weight loss product, but we know our gut bacteria dictates uh, whether yeah. we wait, or we're someone that looks at a cupcake and gains 10 pounds or eats 10 cupcakes and doesn't. You know, it's our gut bacteria that is dictating that. So when you're taking care of your gut bacteria, all these other things start to happen. But yeah, you start noticing like I had more regularity. We had, um, I just saw so many improvements in my overall health. It, it was really exciting. Totally. And I actually have read recently. So for me, I always been the type of person that takes my supplements, my probiotic um, in the morning before I eat breakfast, like 15 minutes before. And I've always heard that it helps like, you know, take those supplements and your vitamins before to like digest before you have food in your system. I actually last week just read that you should take them at night right before bed because your body can break down all the enzymes and nutrients in the vitamins and supplements while you're sleeping. What is your advice and what would you recommend? Yeah. Well, a lot of people had thought that, um, or a lot of companies would have told you to take a probiotic on an empty stomach. And that was derived because your pH of your stomach is higher, which allow for greater survivability. Remember, most of those probiotics are never surviving because the pH of your stomach is normally a 1.3, but then they have a higher pH when it's, when it's empty. So that's why they would tell you to take it on an empty stomach. We didn't know the answer to ours. So as what we normally do, we studied it. So we actually did a study and in a scientific lab and found that we actually, these strains actually work better in the presence of food. So we always recommend taking it with food. The time of day really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter just as long as you take it maybe 10 minutes after a meal or or while you're eating it, they work better in the presence of food. That's so interesting. And I feel like that makes it so much better and realistic for people because sometimes like when I forget to take something in the morning or my probiotic, whatever, I'm like, well, dang, I already missed that window. And then I try so hard to remember it to eat it before lunch. It's almost just like a workout, just like whatever works for you, you know, whatever right. time of the day, because that's how humans work. They're, we're very, you know, all over the place. Absolutely. Sometimes. We're very busy. Yeah. So that's why I tell people you know, take it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Take it when you, when you're going to most remember it, whatever meal that you eat at. So besides probiotics and sometimes prebiotics too, what else would you recommend for gut health? Do you recommend like the, you know, experiment when you 
take out some food and you see what you're allergic to, or what would you really recommend for someone who has a, you know, is struggling with their gut issues right now, or they think they are? Yeah, I, I actually have a kind of an opposite um, of feeling on that. I feel like we need to have a diverse microbiome. I mean, not, I feel, I know every expert out there would tell you that you need to have a diverse microbiome. Well, in or, one of the best ways to have a diverse microbiome is by taking spore-based probiotic. Another way is to have lots, eat a diverse group of foods. Unfortunately, we're living in this world where there's so many, you know, restrictive diets out there, paleo, vegan, you know, whatever it might be, keto. And it's like everyone's restricting food where... I'm of the opinion that we should be eating a lot of diversity of foods. And, you know, our ancestors. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to so, take that and run with it. No I'm kidding. Yeah, but it's so true. And we're but, so yeah. like, oh, we like, it's all about lack. I'm all about abundance. You know, we need to be thinking of abundance and even going to different ethnic grocery stores, eating different types of roots and tubers just to try to, you know, expand the diversity in your microbiome. I couldn't agree more. Are there any foods, but on that note, you know, of course not sticking to one diet, but any foods that, you know, you really just don't think people should be eating for their gut health? Well, you mentioned gluten. And so um, we didn't even get into um, you know, leaky gut and we could talk about that at maybe another time. But um, leaky gut is so offensive to our gut health. It's basically the holes. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. Your gut is leaking toxins from your gut that are not problematic into your bloodstream. And so um, it's really bad. And one of the worst things for that is gluten. And gluten is, you know, people associate gluten like, oh, I have some gluten intolerance or someone who has celiac. But really everyone has an intolerance to gluten. There's a study that showed that gluten actually causes thinning of the lining of our gut, which is really uh, problematic. If we start getting holes in our intestine in that wall, the intestinal wall, these toxins start seeping into our bloodstream. So gluten is really, really offensive to our gut cells. So I'm not saying that I don't ever eat gluten. I do. I don't have problems with gluten. So I, it doesn't, it's not as easy for me to stop it, but I really am uh, careful about it. Um, and, and you, you mentioned our product, our gluten away product, and you hit it right on the head. Um, basically we don't say like, take this product and go eat whatever you want. We say people who have um, if, if, if people who have gluten intolerances or they have celiac are try to avoid it as much as possible. But sometimes there is an accidental exposure if they eat out. A lot of foods that are labeled yeah. gluten free actually have trace amounts of gluten in it, which could be very problematic for people with celiac or people with gluten intolerances. So it's meant to break down. It literally has an ingredient in there that breaks down the gluten to like. Um, tox, non-toxic levels. So Follow up and say pretty that. Incredible. Uh, I find it so funny that sometimes, you know, when I eat a lot of gluten, I, I do feel like my stomach hurts a little bit more. I do love pasta and bread so much. But mm-hmm. have you ever been to like Europe or Italy where you eat so much like gluten, like pasta and bread, but you don't feel as bad because I feel like it's just so much more natural over there? Yeah. Well, that it speaks to the glyphosates. You know, the glyphosate, which I was talking about earlier, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, is sprayed all over our food supply here. And it's not in Europe, it's banned in other countries, you know, and, and that's, that's definitely one of the reasons why we have such an intolerance to gluten in this country is because it's really, not only is it, I mean, just all of that glyphosate is so disruptive on our gut lining. Absolutely. All right. Well, where can everyone listening find the best probiotic in America. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Katie. I appreciate you saying that. Just go to justthrivehealth.com 
Um, and I think Beth um, got a coupon, uh, created a coupon code Austin AF for your listeners. Yeah. So uh, for fifteen percent off. So yeah, go to justthrivehealth.com. Yeah. We, you know, we have an amazing customer service team, and um, if they, if you have any questions, let them know. We're all about empowering people to take control of their health. You know, we need to empower ourselves. I think we've learned that now more than ever. And our immune system starts in our gut. All these, every health condition out there starts in our guts. Our hormone, our happy hormones are produced in our gut. So this is foundational. You just, yep, go to justthrivehealth.com and use the coupon code AustinAF and you get 15% off. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Tina. I really appreciate it. And congrats on all your success, by the way. It's so Thank inspiring. Thank you. You and too, you're, you're Katie. really helping other people, you know? Like it, people don't really realize how much better they can feel when you take a probiotic very regularly. And like when your gut health is very healthy, you don't realize how much more energy and like you said, how it affects everything. So I really appreciate you coming on and truly educating me and I'm sure every other listener out there listening to this too. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you. Bye, guys. 